conference realignment, conference expansion, grant of rights, NC State. What does all this mean today on Locked on Wolfpack? You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Wolfpack fans, to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. I'm Grayson Boone. We have Kenton Gibbs back in the building. Kenton, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great as always, man. I'm excited to be back, excited to talk some some uh, ACC and Wolfpack ball today. As always, thank you all for making Locked on Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also here on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So, Kenton, our main topic of discussion here. It kind of swept the internet here on Monday. Conference realignment, ACC, grant of rights, unequal revenue sharing, a whirlwind of things that I was trying to understand all in one uh, all in one work day. Um, but I saw NC State at the forefront of this amongst other ACC teams, which I found to be very interesting. But this is kind of something that's probably been coming down the pipeline for a while. Um, you know, teams like Oklahoma and Texas jumping ship from the Big 12. You know, you have UCLA, USC jumping ship from the Pac-12. This is probably going to happen sooner or later. And it looks like possibly that timeline is now speeding up. Uh, now we see in the ACC. But we, we, we got a tweet today from Brett McMurphy, uh, of course, a reputable source. Um, you know, it's hard to tell these days with who has blue checks and who does not anyway, <laughs> but you see teams involved here like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. All these teams are now kind of holding the ACC's feet to the fire because we're looking around and we're seeing these other conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten. They're kind of, you know, hand over fist making a whole lot more money than all of these schools in the ACC. So, Kenton, what is your take on this? What does this mean for NC State? I think that this means a whole lot of nothing. I think that these teams are playing chicken with no leverage, and that's that's <laughs> not a good idea, right? Like, this is just – in order to come to a negotiation table, in order to make effective change, you have to have something that you can withhold or that you can give – that makes you more or less valuable. And I don't think that these teams have it, right? Like a, a huge thing going on in national news right now is the writer's strike. Well, why is that important? The writers felt like they weren't getting a fair shake. They're withholding their labor and that's what they're doing. That's how they're, that's their negotiating chip because the negotiation didn't go as planned. What are these schools going to do about a, a, a contract that everybody said was ironclad, which means, and I'm going to end it here for me personally, one of these two things must be true. Somebody is lying here. Either we have been lied to in terms of how ironclad the grant of rights is, or these schools are lying to themselves about what their options are because they can't, as a school, what are you going to do? Pay a nine-figure payout and then still be partially vested in those other in the other conference, but still having to give your home revenue 
back to the ACC? Like, is that really what, what would be feasible for anybody? Because I personally would think not. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of, uh, a lot of different angles to kind of digest what's going on here and I'm still doing so. So, uh, you know, feel free to comment on things that I maybe got wrong or not completely up to speed on, but as I kind of understand it in simpler terms, so the ACC schools revenues are just getting left in the dust right. by the SEC and the big 10. Um, right. A big part of this discussion is the ACC is binded to a contract with ESPN. This is until 2036. This is still 13 years down the road. So mm -hmm. as I understand it, this agreement that we have with ESPN, it's, I guess you could say it's a below market value for what we got going on here. And now the ACC is starting, well, sorry, ACC teams are starting to look around at this sort of thing. And they're looking at the schools in the big 10. They're looking at the schools in the SEC and they're like, wow, they got a lot bigger bags than we got over here in the ACC. How did that happen? Right. And the ACC is like, don't look at us, man. Y'all signed the paper. <laughs> so the the ACC teams are now, you know, you mentioned it could be like a bluff or they're playing chicken. I think there probably is an element to that that is true. Um, it's a little bit like a, you know, a coach that's looking for an extension, uh, kind of reverse psychology here. A coach right. that's looking for an extension from a school and, you know, the reports start coming out that he's weighing his options from other schools to drive up the price tag from his own school. I think that's a little bit of probably what's going on here. Um, but in the event that it's not, and let's say the ACC does dissolve, because that is suddenly on the table, it would seem. I believe to to really get the ball rolling, they need an eighth team involved in these discussions, as they have just seven now. So, Kenton, just play hypotheticals with me. If there is an eighth team that emerges here um, somewhat soon, and so then they, they begin to challenge this grant of rights and they find it feasible that they could dissolve the ACC and then later look elsewhere uh, if they so choose, what does this mean for NC State? Do you see NC State you know, jumping to another conference? Do you see us riding this thing out in the ACC? What are your thoughts there? I think that there is... Well, I'll, I'll go along with the hypothetical, but first let me say this. Whenever you're talking about going nuclear or blowing things up, we need to like fully process this, right? Because I'm a communicate, I was a communications major. That's that's what my degree is in. And so when we talk about blowing things up, you're talking about blowing up an established infrastructure in whatever situation you're doing, an established relationship. It's something that is already there and has some sort of foundation to start something new. That's you're hoping that the new thing has a stronger foundation. But now we're talking about if these teams, if there is an eighth team that comes along and decides to dissolve the conference, where does NC State go next? I think the logical choice is the SEC. I think that's very obvious. I don't think that there's any – I mean, we're we're in SEC country more or less. Um, this is the furthest – I believe Kentucky is north of us technically. Right. Kentucky is north. Yeah, of, I think of, so. if I was at latitude. Technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, I believe they're north of us. I, either way it goes, um, the SEC would make sense. Uh, with that being said, I, I'm going to go back to my argument that I have always made that people never seem to listen to me about. This is about money. This is about brass tax. This is about that simple thing, right? So here is what I'm tasking everybody who listens to this to do. 
turn on NC State on every single TV in your home. Tell your friends turn it on in every single TV in their home. Tell your fr- friends' kids to turn on in their iPads and whatnot. Because while we are complaining and talking about the revenue shares, I'm going to tell you something really funny about the top 25 teams in terms of most viewed in America. And really, we could go down the top 30 or top 40, but it, it really wouldn't make a difference. Of the top 25, these are all of the teams that are in it. And I'm going to say their conferences from 25 forward. 25, UCLA, Big 10. Oklahoma State, um, Big 12. Oklahoma, SEC. Mississippi, SEC. Arkansas, SEC. Auburn, SEC, Maryland, Big Ten, Texas A&M, SEC, Michigan State, Big Ten, Nebraska, Big Ten, Florida State, ACC, Southern California, Big Ten, TCU, SEC, Oregon, Big Tw- I'm sorry, uh, Pac-12, Florida, SEC, Clemson, ACC, Penn State, Big Ten, Texas, SEC, LSU, SEC, Notre Dame, Independent, uh, Georgia, SEC, Tennessee, SEC, Michigan, SEC, Alabama. I'm sorry, Michigan is Big Ten. Alabama, SEC, Ohio State, Big Ten. So of the top 25 teams, I just named 19 of them that are SEC or Big Ten. They're they're either in those conferences or headed to those conferences. Ladies, gentlemen, folks, this is simple. Where the eyes go, where the money resides is where – Where the eyes go is where the money will reside. And that's where we need to be. We need more eyes on our games. And again, NC State is third in the ACC. We're third in the ACC, but we're 43rd nationally. So that's just the reality of what we're looking at here. I have a couple more thoughts we're going to touch on in just a second after a quick word from our sponsor, Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built. But what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they do this while maintaining amazing macros as well. They uh, they have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So head out to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up either a 4-bar box or a 13-bar box today. Built Bar. Thank me later. So, kind of bookending this discussion on the ACC's revenue sharing and grant of rights with the other ACC teams, such and so forth, I do think it's also interesting from an NC State perspective here in that, yes, we're not, I guess, a national brand, and by that I mean a Clemson, a Florida State, a Miami. You You get the picture I'm painting here, but NC State, is kind of on the the uptick. I think that's undeniable. A, a good tweet I saw from one of my favorite NC State pages on Twitter, uh, Pack Chat. Shout out Pack Chat. They crunched some numbers and they discovered that through the Big Four revenue sports in uh, in D one college, mm-hmm. NC State has led the ACC in average conference wins in the last five years, going back to twenty eighteen. So this speaks to NC State is being a brand on the rise, not just, well, yes, not just within the ACC as a conference, but slowly nationally as well. And so it was kind of delightful for me to see NC State on the forefront of these teams kind of holding the ACC's feet to the fire 
because I don't want this to be a situation where NC State gets left in the dust. Right. If the ACC does go up in flames and you have, you know, your your name brand teams, you know, jutting off to the SEC or the Big 12, whatever it may be, I don't want to see NC State get left in the dust because I think we've generated enough value in our university and our athletic program to to warrant being on the front lines here with you know with the bigger names because I think we've earned it at least we're beginning to earn it um in our you know in our top sports here so it's going to be very interesting to watch uh I don't know where this is going to go I'm probably I'm you know not many of us do at this point but trying to conceptualize NC State playing at another conference uh other than the ACC is kind of weird uh you could say like I was picturing today uh you know NC State playing Oklahoma in an in conference matchup. That feels weird to me. You know, it's just, Absolutely. it's a lot Absolutely. to digest, uh, a lot of change, I guess. And I'm okay with change, but this would certainly be a big one. So I talked about the viewership, and that's, that's the listeners' part of this. But the university has a part of this as well. If you build it, they will come, right? Well, if you win it, they will view. If we look at Clemson and who they are and what they are, Clemson has not historically had a massive fan base. They have not had a massive following that everybody in their mama was a Clemson fan. And, and you know, back in the 90s, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a ton of Clemson fans everywhere you were. That's not the case. When you win at a high level, all of a sudden things start changing. And so the call is Wes Moore has done his part. He can go ahead and win a national championship now. Would it get us to a final four to maybe do his part a little more? But Kevin Keats, it's your turn, brother. Dave Dorn, it's your turn, brother. Elliot Avon, it's your turn, brother. You got to get us these wins in order to – it's a cyclical thing, right? The more you win, the more fan interest you get. The more fan interest you get, the more viewers you get. The more viewers you get, the more fan interest you get. Not only the more viewers, the more merchandise is is purchased. And all of a sudden, you look up and you say, well, wait a minute. Our football team's good. Our basketball team's good. Our baseball team's good. We're we're going to – but you're not going to do that, getting swept in the series. That's that's very pivotal to your season overall. And now you got to win the ACC tournament to even have a thought of getting into – uh, the the NCAA tournament in terms of baseball. You're not going to do that if eight wins is or nine wins is your ceiling. I'm looking at you, Coach Dorn. You're, you're going to have a struggle doing that. You're not going to do that if you're having a tough time finding ways to string together consecutive years of success, which I'm not saying that Coach Keats can't do, but we haven't seen that at a high level yet. So if these coaches – Start winning it. Westmore, we counting on you to get back to your winning ways. Uh, Coach Dora, we counting on you to add something on to that. Put a little lanyard on it, as they say in the bayou. Kevin Keats, we counting on you to have back-to-back successful years. Elliot David, you've been here all day and tomorrow. Brother, it's time to win something and get off the pot. That's that's the thought here. If you win it, you will see the views that make – we'll see the views and the purchasing that make us a viable option for these bigger conferences. Yeah, continued success as these kind of conversations continue to play out. Continued success is only going to benefit NC State more and more and more down the road. So, yeah, the time is now. If if we want to be still in these conversations with, you know, the uh, quote-unquote big dogs of the ACC, we're going to have to prove that we belong, and that's continued success that we've been building upon. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to see it. So 
kind of transitioning here into our next topic. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk a whole lot more about conference expansion here in the coming weeks, but next topic that kind of struck my attention today was from on three. Um, you know, this could be a little bit of bait. Um, I took the bait. I'm not ashamed to tell you, but on three posted their, uh, their potential dark horse teams um, from each conference for the college football playoff. And uh, wouldn't you know it, they listed NC State out of the ACC. Kenton, immediate thoughts. Go. Makes me want to throw my heads in. <laughs> we were supposed to sneak up on people. We were supposed to be the team that got no respect at all. And here comes CBS Sports and on three. Well, this team's got a lot more than you think. Of course we do, but you're not supposed to say that part out loud. You're supposed to keep it real quiet and yeah, they may win six games. They may win seven. Who knows? Who knows? That's that's all they got in them. That's what we like to do here in Raleigh. And when you add in all this, oh, yeah, they're a playoff dark horse. They're going to piss down their leg. When you say, oh, yeah, you're a Heisman dark horse, don't worry about it, brother. You're not going to make it through game five. That's just how we roll over here, and that's that's what we see. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely would have preferred to have not seen our name on this list. Um, something I've mentioned on here before, I think more often than not, when you expect the least from an NC state team, that is when you get the most. Yeah. And obviously the inverse of that is when you raise the stakes extremely high, uh, we haven't seemed to meet the expectations there. And so I didn't need this. Um, I, I hope the team is not following on three. I hope none of them have ever seen this tweet before. I prefer it to go, uh, that way instead, but, you know, the hypothetical here, I mean, it the, the elephant in the room, do I think they can make the college football playoff? No, I don't. And, but that's not a knock on them. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the path there. But the hypothetical here, Kenton, if they make the college football playoff, what has to happen? Well, no, I strongly disagree as to whether or not they could make the playoff. I, I very strongly disagree about that, but we'll we'll talk about that later in the season. Um, but if they were to make the playoff, what happens? I think that it, I think that that making a playoff for this team, um, it snowballs, and I I'm not kidding at all. I I mean this very genuinely. All of our all of our teams, all of our teams that haven't won it yet, right? The men's ba- basketball, men's basketball, football, baseball. They're all one conference went away, one huge run away from things snowball, except maybe baseball, because baseball is a little wonky in that way that you could go to Omaha and it doesn't have that same effect of going to a Final Four and National Championship or going to the playoff in football. But if this football team goes to a National Championship, Coach Dorn will be able to finally successfully build a fence and keep the best players in. And when that happens, the rest of the conference should look out below because for years, other teams in this conference and in the SEC have made, they've made like bandits taking the best players out of North Carolina and not just taking them, turn them into superstars. I'm looking at uh, Dexter Lawrence. I believe Jordan Davis was from North Carolina as well. I, I'm not sure, but I believe he was. You're looking at a lot of guys that you're absolute superstars. Yes, Jordan Davis was from Charlotte. You're looking at guys who go to these other conferences, go to these other teams and turn into absolute superstars. You're looking at a Noah Rogers going up to Ohio State. 
if we can keep these guys in the state, if we could show, hey, you can go to the playoffs, you can win at a high level and stay in the state of North Carolina. I'm telling you right now, that'll be some some real nasty work for the rest of the ACC and really nationally as well. Yeah, I, I guess the, the way I should have phrased this was what would have to go right for us to get to the college football playoff. But my answer oh, is sure. uh, legitimately everything. I, I just – I think like that would be a scenario where it's like every deflection we catch for an interception. Almost every penalty falls in our favor. Every trick play works. The defense is sturdy all year. We have no injuries. I think it would – I don't even call it like a miracle season, but I think that's almost the feel it would have for us to go on a run like that. I I strongly disagree, and I know that you're you're not going to like to hear this. But, okay, think about it this way, right? Notre Dame, it's a good Notre Dame team. They're very stout up front. Defensively, they have a a head coach that was last a defensive coordinator. We've seen what Notre Dame looks like when their quarterbacks are struggling. We've seen that they're very beatable by anybody last year. And we saw last year that Sam Howell was unavailable coming. I'm not not Sam Howell. What is that young man's name? Sam Hartman. Hartman. These Sams, they get them mixed up. Sam Hartman was unavailable coming into the season. And then you look at the rest of the schedule and you say, again, who's the team that you look at that you say is going to take a lot for us to beat them? Clemson. Nobody knows what their quarterback situation looks like in terms of how good is K. Klubnik. Is he the real deal? You can say he is, but when we saw him go up against defenses that were half decent, he did not look like it. Miami, Tyler Van Dyke, and what people believe he is, we've seen a similar situation play out with a quarterback before where everybody thought he this is his year, he's going to be the guy, and then all of a sudden, uh, what is that gentleman's name that plays at Pitt now? Uh, um, um, what is it, Jer- Jerkovich or oh, Phil Jerkovich? Phil Jerkovich. Yeah, we we all thought, oh, next year is gonna be his year. He's got Zay Flowers back. He's got all these things. And then next thing you know, you look up, they had a rough year. And then North Carolina had to replace their entire secondary, entire secondary, top to bottom, including their secondary coach. And every game besides those, we're probably gonna be favored in. So I don't think that it's like out of the realm of possibility. However, I do agree. A lot of things have to go right. A lot of things. I I think what our team will result or the, the end result, I think we're going to be a lot better than people probably anticipate Mm -hmm. will be. I think we still have a lot of dudes uh, at a lot of positions that I think we're going to be able to make it go um, to, to the the surprise of a lot of maybe the doubters, but we're going to have to see. It's uh, it's exciting to, to talk about the very least, but, I do. I think I do. You know, I prefer my team to be under the oh, radar. Same. same. I agree. I agree. For sure. So we're going to finish this thing off in just a quick second after a word from our sponsors. So rounding this thing back out, um, you know, news we haven't talked about on here per se. I, I announced it kind of on Twitter a couple days ago, but we ended up landing Michael O'Connell. This is exciting. This is our sixth portal edition of the off season. Um, you know, speaking of dudes, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas state head coach, Jerome Tang said this in the tournament. I think now with the addition of O'Connell, we got dudes. We have yeah. six new guys that bring a lot to the table. You know, we've, we've talked a bit about O'Connell in that he, I think he's probably gonna end up being more of a facilitator 
than a creator. But that's that's what I'm excited for because we have so many pieces on offense that I think are going to be able to make the thing go. Jaden Taylor, DJ Horn, you know, the list goes on. I think, you know, a lot of those guys coming into the system, each of them has more to prove. I know, you know, Jaden Taylor was a leading scorer at Butler. DJ Horn was close to that Arizona State. MJ Rice had some injuries, couldn't crack the lineup in Kansas. There's a lot that we still have to prove, and then you factor in a more experienced Casey Morsell, a more experienced DJ Burns, and to have a exp- like a, a three years worth of experience point guard to come in and quarterback this thing. I'm excited. I, this is easily the most depth. Uh, Keats has had in a team here in Raleigh, but the most depth I can remember for an NC State basketball team in quite some time. I mean, depth at every position, and it's impressive. Yeah. And again, this all sounds great on paper. Uh, it's going to have to equate to wins because all this right now is just words. It doesn't mean anything once we tip off. So, you know, th- there's a lot still to be seen, but just from an anticipation standpoint and a depth standpoint, I think we got dudes, Ken. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I would say that going into next season, the thing that I would say, if O'Connell can do this well, this team may be may very well be uh, extremely hard to stop. If he can uh, increase that three-point shooting percentage and and spread the floor a little bit, because we have a ton of guys that are best when they're either attacking the basket or back to the basket when they're, in position if we get more guys who can spread the floor because Casey Morsell hey he's lethal he's his shot has taken a jump a massive a quantum jump if you will uh from what it was when he got here but with that being said we need more guys who can uh space the floor out because I mean if everybody that we got is good at attacking the basket or finishing that basket and we don't have any shooters then teams have a very simple way to stop us hey guys there's no such thing as a three-second rule in college. Everybody, pack the paint. Make it difficult for them in the paint. Make them beat us shooting. And I think O'Connell is one of those guys that should have the ability to turn into something better than what he, we've seen as a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, just to, I guess, echo myself again, it's easy to sit here and say all this in May. But, yeah, do, yeah. you know, there's so much time for the team to gel and for Keats to, you know, put all this out on the practice floor and look at what he actually has physically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't hey, know. O'Connell, O'Connell leading those breaks is exciting to me. That sounds like a good time. It is to exciting. Me. It is exciting. And I think something that gets overlooked in O'Connell is he's very good on defense too, which is, mm-hmm. you know, something we haven't necessarily had in a point guard so much, you know, Jarko had moments to mm, respectfully, not really, but you know, to, to have more of a lockdown defender at the point guard position in O'Connell, I think that's going to create a lot of havoc, you know, not just getting down the floor and transition, but being stingy on defense. Cause you already have guys like Jaden Taylor and yeah. Casey Morsell. And then you throw in these bigger bodies that we also got in the portal. This could be a defensive minded Kevin Keats team, which is not something probably a lot of fans thought we'd be talking about. And think about how that helps DJ Burns. Right. Absolutely. DJ Burns being the guy who has picked up some bad fouls when, you know, at times our guards get get an easy blow, give up an easy blow by. And the next thing you know, he's out the rim trying to defend his man and he's trying to stop the ball and recover to his man. That's that's a place where you see some easy fouls or uh, just a situation where 
you're coming off your man to try to defend in general to play you see easy foul. So it's having better guards, you know, having better defenders at the guard position. I'll say yes to that. I'll take it. Yeah, I think overall. So then last word here, we talked about our, uh, our two K ratings and we both kind of arrived at a B B plus. Does the addition of O'Connell change anything for you? I'd leave it. I'd leave it where it is for now. I agree. I'd yeah, leave it I where it is. I, I left it at like an 86, 87. I'd maybe go up like one point. It's still a B plus, but a great off season for Keats. Nonetheless, Kenton, any final words here before we sign off? Again, I'm, I'm interested to see how this grant of rights situation plays out because I was told that this contract was, you know, I was told that it was tighter than a spandex jumpsuit on a wrestler. And, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> we're 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 hearing that there may be some cracks and crevices in this thing. So I want to see who's telling the truth. Who's who's telling the truth? Are these schools lying to themselves? Has the ACC lied to us? Who's gonna win this game of chicken that's happening right now? Somebody's lying, and we're gonna find out who. Absolutely. So for Kenton Gibbs and myself, that'll do it here for Tuesday's episode. Thank you as always for tuning in, and giving us a listen here. Uh, be sure to toss us a like. Mash that subscribe button as we continue climbing toward 300. We're honing in on subscriber number 300. So thank you all if you have already subscribed. Um, If you haven't, tell a friend to tell a friend because we want to cross that mark and keep this thing rolling. So thank you as always. And to finish this thing off, go Pack. Go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.